Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, Jesus. And the Word, Jesus, was with God. And the Word, Jesus, was God. And all things were made. Now, probably for, I don't know, 15, 20% of you, maybe more, this initial conversation is already starting a little squirming in you. I just want you to understand, and I want to make it really clear, that God is not disturbed by you having questions. God doesn't get scared and run into his bedroom and pull his pillow over his head because you have questions. He is not afraid of you or your questions. But if you go running into your room, pull your pillow over your head because you have questions, you'll never get answers. And you'll never get the opportunity to extend faith because you trust things you don't know to a God who is capable of everything. And so don't worry if you question. Search if you question. Seek if you question. The only way you will find the answers you're looking for is if you follow that question until you find its answer. I've told this story many times. I was 15 years old. I picture it in my head. I was sitting around one of those little tables that everybody had in their, in their kitchens before. They had that hard formica top, and they had that, that edge around them, that sort of chrome edge that went around the, 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 the table. You're all nodding like you've had that table, you old people. There's a chair. The chairs had red vinyl covers on the seats and on the back. The, the, the formica top was red with kind of speckly, liney, yellow and white stuff in it. It was ugly as sin, but people loved it back then. I mean, we thought tie-dye was really amazingly cool back then. It was sort of the tie-dye version of your kitchen table. And I can remember being there, sitting at that table with a few other of our youth group. And across from us, standing next to the sink, the sink was right behind. It wasn't a large kitchen. Kitchens weren't big back then. Kitchens were a place you went to get food done, and then you went into the rest of your house. It was just a small kitchen. It was no further from here to the front row, and probably not that far to where he was standing. He was our Sabbath school teacher. Brilliant man. Capable teacher. And this particular afternoon, I don't even remember why we were at these people's house this afternoon, Probably to eat. That's why we went to most people's houses. But he was just going to share a little bit with us. He had a a physics degree, an engineering degree, a business degree, and later he would get a theology degree. And he started through what set his final decision for God. He said, the bottom line is, if there is a God, 
You don't have a lot of choices about what kind of God it is. If you look around the world, lots of people describe God, but there, are, there really are only two kinds. Malevolent, sort of angry, vicious, mean God, or nice God. It's kind of like people. There are angry, mean, malicious people, and there are nice people. There's only two kinds. And if I'm going to, uh, to search out this business of God, the first thing I have to answer is, is God responsible for all this or not? And he said, I, I had to answer for myself, do I believe what the Bible says about God? And the first thing the Bible says about God is in the beginning God created. And so he said, I'm going to look at it. And he started to dig down into the science. He started to dig down into the math. And he shared lots of things with us. But the thing that caught me, and the thing that I have shared with you before, is that at the most basic level, of the development of life are some amino acids. Don't worry about them. It's just a title. Don't try to figure it out. If you don't already know, don't worry about it. It'll just distract you. There are some amino acids that have to get together and form up in a, in a certain pattern for basic proteins to exist. You know you are just a big glob of protein sitting there, right? And he said, in order for that basic protein to exist, these amino acids have to get together in just the right form. 500 of them have to find each other and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. And if one of them is in the wrong place, the wrong order, the wrong way, if they're 499 or 485, it's not going to work. So they come in pairs. A left and a right, the, the scientific name is much longer, but it's L and R, so it's just as easy to say left and right. He said in order for that basic protein to exist, 500 of those have to get a divorce. They have to break up. And then they have to decide only to join together. Just the left-handed ones join together in this 500-piece string. And when they all get together, and they all start to sing, the very first protein necessary for the very first molecule, necessary for the very first cell, necessary for the very first step in a long progression of steps necessary for the first thing to exist. And that's when he said, the odds of that first thing, there's 16 more required for that protein to be whole. And then all together. The odds of that first thing, it's 10, is 50 to 0. And he said, this is a physics math and engineer guy, he said, it's too far-fetched. It's impossible. If you start with a first statement that it's impossible, 
all the other steps are a multiplication of information. And so in the beginning, God. Created order out of disorder. Applied energy to entropy to reset things. And start the world we live in. In the beginning, God. What this is in the sermon about today. It's just where we're starting. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, Jesus was the active agent in creation and all things that were made were made through him. God saw everything that he had made. End of Genesis 1. And indeed, it was very good. As God has progressed through the creation, the days of creation, at each point he stops, steps back, he looks at it and he goes, oh, that's good. You ever finish a project that went well? Even if you struggled through the project, when you finished, it was, it was what you had hoped it would be. It went well. And at the end of that day, you took off your tool belt or you put away your tools or whatever you were working with. And you stepped back, you looked at it, and you got kind of a, a, a smile birthed on your face that you hadn't expected. And it just as you, you looked at it, you had this great feeling of satisfaction. And you took this breath and you smiled out these words, oh, that's good. And you just felt it inside. You felt the feeling of delight. And having accomplished this thing, you looked at it and you said, oh man, that's good. That's the picture here. This is God finishing one piece after another piece after another piece and looking at it and saying, this is good. This is good. Light instead of darkness, good. Water's separated out so you've got water on the bottom, water in the sky above and things to keep them apart. This is good. Animals everywhere, plants everywhere, the light, the luminaries in the sky. Oh, this stuff is good. Each day as he finishes, God says, this is good. And the phrase keeps repeating. It's making its point over and over again. It's good. What God has done here is good. What God has done here is good. And what God has done here is good. And each time it makes the argument, it strengthens it. And then humans are made. In the image of God created he them, male and female, he created them. In the image of God, he created them. And he stepped back with these two smiling creations out of the dirt and said, oh, now this, this is very good. This good thing that I have created now fitted with these good beings is very good. Very good. And what God said in Hebrew is, and it was tov. I was uh, doing some research on the internet and I was reminded of this word by a preacher. I, I, I listen to other preachers talk about things I'm going to talk about just to see if they have something I want to say. And this particular preacher, as she was talking about it, she was reminded of a friend of hers. And I, I, 
I, I, I'm interested in this. I would love this to kind of become a, a, a tradition around us maybe, or, or at least in some of your homes. She said this friend of hers who, who was across the hall from her in the, in the academic world in which they both existed, her, her office was just across the hall, and she said this friend had adopted this word as her word instead of the word good. When somebody would come into her office and say, hey, uh, there's a beautiful sunrise out this morning. Let's go look at it. She would say, that's toast. Hey, we just had a new baby. You want to see pictures of my grandchildren? Oh, he's toast. Because Tove is bigger than good. Tove is beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's complete. Oh, it's delightful. And it all works. So when God closes each day and he finishes what he's done and he dusts off his hands and he puts his, his, his fingers in his holy pockets and he looks at it and he says, that's Tove. That's beautiful. That's delightful. That's completed and it all works. Now that, my friend, is Tove. It's a sort of word that makes you feel like you're being celebrated. You, you're Tove. You are so Tove. Isn't that a better word than cool? Oh, you're cool. Oh, you're awesome. No, you're Tove. Just start, start this through the, through the world in which we live. Maybe it'll catch on. Maybe it'll become the next phrase. And you can say, I know where that started. That's Tove. Sweetly Tove. Tove. So God completed each day, and he insisted that we understand that it was beautiful and delightful. And it all worked together in one complete whole. And it was Tove. So Tove. And then he got to you. And he adds at the end, very Tove. Tove meot. That's you. Turn to your neighbor. Practice your Hebrew. You are tov meot. Go ahead. You can try it. Tov meot. You, in fact, sitting there, I know you've got problems. I know there are issues. But God said you are tov meot. Very good. Very good. You are tov. You're not just tov. You are tov So amazing, you need an extra adjective. You're not just Tove. Ooh, you are Tove Meot. You see, it was never God's intention that the world be anything less than It was never God's intention that the world be anything less 
than the kind of good that just brings the smile to your face that you weren't expecting. See the sunset last night? You got a chance to see the sunset last night. You got to see You got to look across at the light breaking through the clouds, shining over the top of the hills, refracting into reds and oranges, bouncing across the clouds all the way to the other horizon. That, friends, hurts. Why? Because God thought that was kind of a cool thing to do. Why does your food taste good? Because good is better than bad. Your food hurts. Why did God give you those delicate little things on your tongue so that you could tell the difference between sour and salt and sweet? And when they throw them all in your mouth at the same time, you go, ooh, that was close. Why do you see colors? Ranges of colors in the light, not beyond a certain range in either direction, but why this range that we see that allows us to, to comprehend this beautiful rainbow of arrays of things in our world, greens and blues and reds and yellows and oranges and, and mixtures and layers of those colors. Why do you see colors? Because colors are tov. Man, dude, they're tov. So tov. Why do you fall in love? These are the kinds of things that we have trouble explaining with evolutionary theories. Why do you fall in love? You know, if it was just about mating, you could do it like the cows do it. And, you know, be over and be done and move on. Why do you fall in love? You are love? Tov. When you love? Tov. And those hearts get together? Tov. When you hold your child, it's Tov. When you hold your grandchild, it's Tov Meor. you have these emotional connections with these little creatures who are going to cost you thousands of dollars. They're going to age you. And probably at some time when they're 15 or 16, they're going to tell you they hate you. Why? Because love and connection and the binding of say all this stuff that we've put together here, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's delightful. Author <coughs> Madden Langer wrote this little letter in a book called And It Was Good. God created Space and matter. There is. Time.
time, space, and matter variable. And we are part of that equation. See, the rock that was toved was just a rock, and it was always going to be a rock. But the things God created that were alive are constantly growing to express in greater and greater ways goodness and power, totally being developed and developed. They went back to the garden. And when God was asked to give you his name, to give mankind his name, he simply said, I am. I am the is that is that always will be and never was not. I am the present. I am the infinite. And when he made you, when he made the living things, they began to express the power Why spend your time this morning on this? Because we live in a world that was intended to always be permanently total. It was God's intention that everything in all of history would be good. There was a catch, though this one thing. In order for those created beings to be able to feel the delight of love and connect with someone they loved, in order for them to love, they had to be able to choose it. Because being forced to love is not code. And so he handed over to mankind the freedom to choose whether to love him back or to care about him at all. Because choice aware of the story, right? You're certainly aware of its impact. Basically, the news is about all the things in the world that are not code anymore. And we line up as we fill our hearts and minds with all of this stuff that's such a mess. We line up, we even choose sides of which toveness is the right and which untoveness is the worst. Crazy. You see, the only, the only really good reason for you to be able to choose to weigh and to look at things and weigh them is so that you could love. Hate was a reality of the possibility. Man, 
here's the amazing last the point you've all been waiting for the church this crazy creation that we've thrown ourselves to church hope is the hope of the world it's not politicians by now we've certainly learned that it's not sacrificing freedom for the protection of people who live a long way from here. It's not our wallets. Although I, I truly believe a full one's better than an empty one. There's no security in the world. church, when we broke the world, think about that, we broke the world, God said, I know what I'll do, I know what I'll create next, I'll create a place for the people who have goodness poking out, the kind of isness that is me inside of them. gather together and support each other as they go into a world and try to tear it so I leave you with this last one thing be careful when you walk down the street and some untoed person has left their beer can on the street pick it up that's toad When you come into a situation where someone is weeping and brokenhearted, encourage and strengthen them and pray for them. That's told. When your spouse needs your attention, when your children need you to call them, make the call, pay attention. That's told. See, the world is made better when the church is better. The world is made a better place when the people of God express totalness, when they express God-likeness, when the people of God are godly in the world. You see, God intended that the world would be good forever. God intended that your life would be blessed beyond your understanding. God intended that you would wake up every morning smiling at the sky and at your fellow man and say, So be careful what you put inside. Because you can sour your heart with negative information, negative attitudes. And you'll have to 
There's no question of our brokenness. We understand that we are broken. And we recognize that we are not often truly committed to love. Help us to recognize when we get it wrong. To know it, to feel it, to embrace it, and to share it. Thank you for letting us have a part in letting our world break.
Okay, you may be seated. We always like to ask the question, what's next? And I think on those days when we feel that we aren't 